0: Welcome to OGGN's Mixer Connections Podcast. Here each month, the insights and stories from the people and companies that make our industry mixers possible are captured while also allowing us to contribute to charity. So here's your host, Kamal Carr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first OGGN Mixer Connection podcast of the year. Happy 2024. And I really hope that this is a very successful year for all of our listeners. And I hope you guys make lots of connections. And with that said, I am your host, Kamal. And today we have an amazing company with us that we will be making a connection with. It is Emerson. And from Emerson, we have Cody Edgerton and Janine Matish. So Cody and Janine, welcome. I'll just go ahead and give a really brief description on who they are and then I'll hand it over to them. So Cody is a manager of strategic accounts for the Americas. He's been with Emerson for 10 years, based in Victoria, Texas, and had a few roles with ZI Group, started as a liquid management technician and then moved to sales and most recently manager of their direct sales team for the Americas. And Janine was born and raised in Canada, recently moved to Houston in September for Emerson with her husband and two cats. She started with Emerson in 2018. So currently she works as a strategic account executive and her roles and responsibilities focus in on client transactions into the automation and cloud adaptation with the overall goal of improving clients' safety and efficiency within their operations. And she is also joined the Young Professionals Association at the Petroleum Club of Houston. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. Janine Cody, welcome. I oh, gave thanks you for having us. a brief description. I would love it for y'all to just kind of introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Janine, take it away. I don't quite know what to say, to be honest.
2: <laughs> that was quite my resume. It was quite long. Thank you so much for having me, Kamal. I'm really excited to be here. Like I said, I've been at Houston for about four or five months now, and it's been treating me really well. So I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to
1: have you here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the intro pretty much covered it for me as well. Been March will be 11 years with the group, many different roles. It's a front transition from kind of the low man on the totem pole, just with the liquid measurement technicians into regional sales, more of an outside sales role, and then now being able to actually manage the direct sales team. So it's been a fun journey with Emerson throughout the years there.
0: Awesome. Well, with Emerson, I know Emerson is huge on technology and with technology comes the idea of change and most importantly, getting comfortable with change. And this is a huge part. It's inevitable. And how do you help your customers really thrive through this technology change?
2: I like to believe that Emerson leads by example. We create this meticulous, roadmap for what we're going to do for our platform months in advance. We have an awesome product management team that's constantly doing market research. But what of course happens is our clients come to us and our partners come to us with ideas of how we can improve and what's going to help them best in the end. With us being able to be dynamic enough to put in these last minute requests into that roadmap, we then have the ability to say, okay, we know these things are coming, we know that we're going to need to make time and space for it, but how do we manage? What we will often do is make sure that we have our goals set. It's always good to make sure that we have our goals ready, set, good to go, and then we prioritize what's going to come in the end. I think what's great about Emerson and the fact that we've been around for so long is that we have many, many years, almost 20, 30 years, I specifically, of projects that we've been working on. We have all this history to pull from, from experience. So that brings this opportunity that we can start predicting what might be a challenge for our customer and then bring that to the table to say hey have you thought about how this might impact your company let us prepare you so that that pain of change is a little bit less
1: definitely the trusted advisor role is their approach we have endless experts we've done this many projects all over the globe and that's really what we bring to the table so something else to note on emerson so the ZI group was acquired by Emerson mid twenty nineteen and at the time we really didn't know what we were getting into. And then I think that was a good shift in Emerson's direction as well as they were seeing that the software play, not only in oil and gas, but other was just the trending was just through the roof. So that's right around what, was it two years ago, I believe they started the ISW group, so industrial software, which we are now a part of. So Emerson had the know with all to get all their software suites together to really come together for their customers across multiple world areas, multiple industries to provide a platform and solutions that would check the boxes for them.
0: I love it. I love it. I feel like you're very much customer focused. And what do you believe is the most important thing that mitigates a successful adaptation to change?
2: That mitigates? I would say disorganization definitely mitigates that success. Losing focus as well. Obviously, there's multiple different layers within a client and a partnership's organization. The moment that you start asking different layers, whether it's from the CEO to a foreman or an operator, of what it is that's important to them in specifically a platform, I find that you're going to go off track. Everyone's going to have their own opinion. When you find the similarities throughout all of those requests, then you have the opportunity to have these monumental goals and then talk and change and manipulate your conversations to be how this goal is going to help that CEO versus the production engineer versus the operations manager. So once you have the opportunity to see the similarities between all of those roles and all of those different paths that they want, then you find those common goals. And I think that helps you overcome what the mitigation of a successful change
1: simple it's working with the right partner that's right that's right working with emerson we've done this like i said we're multiple world areas multiple different software suites depending on the industry i mean that's end of the day choosing the right partner is setting yourself up for the most success
0: and i love how you mentioned different levels janine i think that's very important especially with what a company like Emerson is bringing, because it's always going to be different. You're catering to your audience, you're catering to their different needs, and it's never the same answer.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to be able to adapt to that change. Oh, yeah. It always evolves. There's always something new, a little shiny dangly thing out there that you want to chase to be on the forefront of the technology. But that's a challenge, and Emerson as a whole is just, I mean, fantastic in that area.
0: Yeah. And just moving on into our next question more about, I know we've been talking a lot about changes and really adapting to that change. When we're talking about moving out of the legacy products mindset, which is a whole different mindset for any company, especially when it comes to like the older, like oil and gas companies or energy companies, we tend to not really advance and change that often. But right now, as just an entire industry, we're moving forward from that legacy product mindset to a more cloud-based solutions mindset. What are the next steps for that?
1: There's a lot. We did a podcast with y'all about this time last year, and we spoke a lot about this. We actually had a customer come in with us. It was John Allison with Grid Oil & Gas. But talking about on-prem versus cloud. This is what we and Janine tackle with our clients day in and day out. Oil and gas, it's a bit behind. I mean, we're stepping up, but if you just think about all the apps you do with your phone, I mean, I can set my alarm from my phone, turn up my AC, close my garage door. It's becoming like that for the oil and gas industry as well. Getting that mindset of, I have to own this on-prem network. I need my IT team to manage it. Everything needs to be confined into this closed network. It's just getting obsolete. It's actually so much slower. By the time the devices in the field can pull, get to the main servers, the team can then start kind of just breaking it down and seeing what's going on they like to say it's real time but you almost wasted a day by the time you actually stored that information were able to put some type of actual thought and insights behind it to make an actual action you've kind of missed the sweet so shifting using new technology using the cloud using edge devices and all the latest communication protocols that are out there etc you can actually make these actionable real time decisions and that's what we're trying to do for our customers so that's fundamentally what we're selling day in and day out and your end goal moving to the cloud as well you get to make these real-time decisions you get real actionable data you can layer in through the cloud the AI and analytics engine so you're actually just getting an alarm that's almost telling you like the predictive decision and you get to agree or disagree with it versus having to break it down once you kind of get through all that all the excitement with it still the Cloud has also given you that step towards software as a service. So ZI Access is a software as a service. So you can focus on your business versus trying to figure out how to just keep it alive to get your data in a timely manner. So that's a big direction where we go. And I think later on, we'll talk a little bit more about edge devices and some of the different IIoT devices that they have going on. But end of the day, you're opening up so much to just make smarter decisions faster, be more profitable, sustainable, et cetera, is really where you're trying to drive. And pushing towards the cloud is how you get there. Is how you achieve it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that was actually my next question. You mentioned Edge, and I know we had a previous podcast. Actually, the first Mixer Connection podcast was with Emerson, and they go into a deeper dive with Edge technology. I do want to touch on that right now and really ask you, what is a technology in a nutshell and how is that changing the landscape.
1: Yep. I hit on it briefly in the last comments there, but essentially instead of taking it where the field devices are essentially pulling and just sending information on a set schedule to an actual server where then you would have to layer on something else to do the actual thinking behind it, there's now devices that are very cost effective. They're actually a smaller footprint. So it's easy for producers to install these across all their fields and assets to essentially it does the buffering. It can do the storing. You can have some of the smarter AI analytics all being done at the device in the field where traditionally it's just a device sending information somewhere else. Even if communication fails, once it's reestablished, all your information still there and it just pops right up. Or even different protocols like MQTT. So it's one of the latest and greatest ones. It's very efficient and it's very robust. It's Essentially, once the state of that device or meter, or whatever value or flow or pressure you're looking at changes, it only sends that information. You're getting more information, but you're really getting the most relevant information when it's needed. So, it's just, again, so much more efficient and robust and fast, and I don't know, Janine, do you have any more comments on MQTT Edge and how it applies to cloud and software as a service?
2: Well, specifically, the benefits of cloud, I would say, is the term of Evergreen Platform. We have the ability to remotely launch. I think we did, what, 20 updates last year? So 20 updates with 99.998% uptime. Might have to double-check my percentage there, but it's definitely in the 9999. We have the ability to just launch all of these different new features and... It's no additional cost. You get the newest feature immediately at your fingertips, just logging in the next day, and all of a sudden you have new graphics or analytics or security that we have taken the stress off of the customer or that extra layer of an integrator that costs that end user money.
0: Yeah, and I can kind of, like, for our listeners, we just have a variety of listeners, and not a lot of them are too technical, but I think... The easiest way to compare this is to the updates that you get on your cell phone, on your Apple. It's very fast, efficient, and it updates your security and you don't even have to think about it. But all that work is just being done. Like imagine having to go to an Apple store or a Samsung store to get that update versus it just happened. So I feel like in my head, I'm connecting those thoughts.
1: Yeah. Imagine having your Absolutely. own team to do that versus it just does it at midnight whenever your phone's on power. It's seamless so much design. more
0: efficient. And we don't even think about it nowadays. It just happens. And I think just having technology like Edge and all these other technologies that you all are working on is really pushing the industry so much more forward there.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going. I mean, again, software as a service, that's the perk. Instead of the end user having to build the team and worry about all those stressors at the cybersecurity side of it, it, scalability, reliability, sustainability, profitability, all the fun buzzwords, it's all lumped into a subscription. You can outsource it and you can focus on your core business, like actually focus on getting more oil and gas out of the ground, making your organization more money with less people and let us handle the IT technology side of things for you. We are your platform for your benefit, essentially.
2: It's almost like insurance. It's working fine until- You need it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and then all of a sudden you want those newest upgrades and it's so much more challenging.
1: And then even in the market, there's so many acquisitions, divestures and everything's going on, it's always changing. So thinking that a customer's gonna invest all this and they're gonna be there for 20 years plus, It's kind of ridiculous nowadays. They're going to develop these assets. They are going to put a sticker on them and try and make their money and get out of jobs while they can. Well, what are you left with? And I think in the past they left a lot of what the legacy, what I will call legacy systems and solutions out there, where all of a sudden now people are coming in and adding this new technology, the IoT devices, edge devices to empower themselves and not have to have... 50, employees to try and keep things up to date and working. You can really just, again, focus on the business. What is the goal for that current customer? Do they have a five-year plan, 10-year plan? What geography plays do they want to be working in? It's easy. Transferable contracts, the system will always be up to date. You don't have to worry about that. Like, There's just so many levers to pull when you're talking about building that business case to your customer and trying to make the sale. So again, it's all driven through the devices and technology.
0: Yeah. And Janine, you mentioned this when we were talking about the thrive through technology with your customers. And you mentioned the idea of like recognizing their pains just from our listeners perspective and also my perspective. How do you do that? How do you identify a customer's pain points?
2: Ask a lot of questions. I touched on before as well that we have a very long history of doing multiple different projects that are vast. So we have this opportunity then to make suggestions. If they're talking about automating a well, I can pull from either myself being at the company for five years or pulling in somebody more veteran like Cody, that we have the ability to just bring all of this knowledge to the table and say, think about this outcome, what do you want? Well, this is how we can get there. And I sometimes feel like I pester my <laughs> my customers with questions just constantly, but that's the root of it. Just having the opportunity for them to talk and for us to listen and be that trusted advisor as Cody said earlier.
1: Yeah, what's their vision? What's the end goal? and then painting the picture of how to get there. It may take a couple years. It could be very complex, or it could be extremely simple. It could be a simple point solution, just a couple nodes, as we call them on the network, nothing fancy, but to that end user, it's pivotal to their day-in, day-out business. So asking those questions, making sure if me and Jenny on the sales side, we're helping them put a business case where whoever we're selling to is at the advantage where ideally that guy gets promoted. Like we want him to look like a shining star whenever he presents this business case up. Where's the ROI, the end goals and how you're going to get there and have every step documented. And we got our own project management teams, projects coordinators, customer success managers, again, the team around it. It's who you're partnering with. But at the end of the day, partner with the right group, you're going to be set up for success.
0: I love that. I love that. I feel like connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to the title of this podcast is a very important part of any business, any relationship. What is one thing that will open up to both of y'all that you would like to tell your customers about technology change that will help them be successful
1: in this process? I would say embrace it. This is from someone who doesn't like to deal with the change, but day in and day out, I'm challenged and it's uncomfortable. But once you get comfortable with the uncomfortable, it's the right direction. It's always going to be evolving and growing and you need to just hop on that bandwagon and embrace it. And that's going to be keys for success in almost any avenue. It doesn't have to be just SaaS sales or Emerson. I mean, I think just on your phones alone. I have to stay up to date on what apps are out there, what's not before I'm out of date and my kids know more than I do. So embrace that change is what I would say, and just be willing to learn.
2: Yeah. And I would say on top of that, because everything of that was right, but it's easy to focus on what's going wrong, but it's very key to point out those successes and not dwell on, well, we don't have this, or we didn't do that, or this wasn't as smooth. There's going to be bumps along the road, but if you make that end goal, then the path that you took, if it was path A instead of path B, then that's fine. You got where you needed to be. And I think that what we also like to do with our customers is be open and transparent with them. When there's challenges or risks that maybe they haven't considered, call us. We'll help you. We'll help ease that pain.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And our event is about to start. So what do you want to, as soon as we get out of this podcast and really network and talk to everybody that are attending the OGGN Mixer, what do you hope on getting from this event? Are you excited to just talk to everybody here, hear from the customers? and?
1: Yeah, I'd love to walk away with some new leads, but actually you saw the RSVP list, got a lot of good friends here and other partners. So catching up would be probably the main goal. But ideally, if I can do my job right, I walk away with a couple of new leads and ideally turn those into closes within a couple of months. <laughs> That's pie in the sky for sure. But we do have a great network and a lot of them showed up here today. So let's just socialize and have a good time. Awesome.
2: Yeah, Couldn't send it better myself. I'm new to the city. So looking forward to making some new connections. This is a great spot.
1: It's a pretty cool spot. This is Joel's first time.
0: It's our first time here, but hopefully not our last. I really love it. We have an amazing outdoor space and I can't wait to get out. The weather's nice right now.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dry. We're not wet. We're not
0: wet. So I'm excited. And just a fun question that is off our previous script is it's 2024. So Janine Cody, what are your goals for this year?
1: Goals for this year. So, moving into my newer role, managing team, I want to continue to develop and grow this team. A challenge that I do face is we are expanding into, or at least myself, I'm taking on the Latin America world area as well. So, onboarding a new hire there, I got applicants, Mexico City, Bogota, and even somewhere in Argentina. Emerson has major hubs in all those world area or regions, but it's going to keep me out of my comfort zone for sure. It'd be a new challenge. So, for me continue to grow and develop this direct team and then really start expanding into different world areas. Love it. And Janine?
2: I would say put myself out there a little more, make some new connections with being in Houston. It's really easy for me to hermit with a good book in my apartment forever, <laughs> but I want to do events like this and grow in as many avenues as I can.
0: I wish both of you the best of luck. And right now, sadly, we come to the end of this podcast, but thank you so much, Cody and Janine, for this great conversation. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed every single minute of it. I know I have, I've learned a lot of new things and I love the connections that we've have built and really hearing about your experiences and your technology and how that's evolving and ever-changing. And thank you to Emerson for being our podcast sponsor. And our title sponsor for today is going to be Magni Grand Distribution. And our social drink sponsor is Social Tank. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. And just to tell you all that the attend these events, we have OGGN mixers every month and our proceeds go into donating for Red M, a human trafficking fighting organization that was started here by David Reed. So please, we would love to see you in person next time. I really enjoyed doing this show and see you guys next time. Take care. Check us out next month for another engaging episode of the Mixer Connections podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.